Welcome back to the Red Tail Talk Show. I'm your host, Drew Holtgrieve, and alongside me, as always, is Dan Suzak. And Dan, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Drew. You know, it's a big time in Hartford Athletics history right now. It's a big weekend coming up for the Hawks across all sports, but none more importantly than our men's basketball team. They're down in Indianapolis. Well, I guess out in Indianapolis right now. Not really down, considering from where we are. It's kind of down. It's kind of down. Kind of. Out in Indianapolis, they're in their first ever NCAA tournament, Drew. They did it. They won the America East Championship game last weekend. We'll get more into that later, but a lot of exciting things to talk about in Hartford Athletics on what is actually a pretty dreary day, Drew. It looks like it's about to storm Mm -hmm. any second now. So hopefully we can cheer some people up with some bright energy, some good news to combat this rainy day we're having right now. Yeah, it's it's raining out or supposed to at least rain at some point today. It's just not a great day weather-wise outside. So we're hoping to bring you uh, some happiness, some excitement to to this day because there's a lot of it, Dan, as you mentioned. Um, we're, We're very excited here in Hartford Athletics for Lots of sports going on, you know, and we got baseball kicking off this weekend and we'll get their their preview coming up later on this. But also, like you said, yes, Dan, the Hartford Hawks men's basketball team is in the NCAA tournament down there in Indianapolis for most Northeasterners out here. Yes, that is over near Missouri, because uh, most people, when they hear that I'm from there, seem to not know where that state is or really anything over there. But anyway, that's besides the point, Dan. Indianapolis, great. Lucas Oil, that's where we're playing, by the way, because they're using they're using four, I believe, four courts, uh, two yeah, in yeah. Lucas Oil, and then they got Hinkle Field House, uh, home to the Butler Bulldogs. Uh, and then what's the fourth one, Dan? Do we know? It's, I, mean, I want to say it's the WNBA one. Or maybe, no? I know they're using a lot. They're, they're definitely using some of the colleges out there, too, like Butler. So and maybe it's more else, than so. four. There's more than four sites, but the one we we need to know is Lucas Oil Stadium. We're in one of the courts that we care about. All that we care about, Lucas Oil. There's two courts there. We got the South one, but it's going to be fun. They were out there yesterday. Lots of content coming from um, all over the Hartford Hawks, the Hartford men's basketball social media. So be sure to catch all that. I know there was a mic'd up gal video out there. So uh, great stuff happening right now. But Dan, enough jibber jabber here. Cause we got a lot still to get to um, not only men's basketball, but as we said, other sports going on. So let's get right into the recaps. We're going to go chronological order here because I feel like that's less confusing and we're all about ease for our, our fans out there, Dan. That's right, Drew. That's right. So we're going to start things off on Saturday. And the first game that actually took place on Saturday was women's lacrosse. They were down in Baltimore, Maryland to take on the UMBC Retrievers. And Drew, it was just a tough game for our women's lacrosse team. They ended up falling 25 to 7. It's a bad scoreline, but some bright spots. Debbie Phillips leading the team with two goals. And we also had six different goal scorers on the day. So a really spread out offense, a good effort offensively to get the move the ball around, get everybody involved and everybody getting their name on the score sheet. So it's a tough loss. UMBC just played absolutely incredible. Seemed like they couldn't miss whenever they took a shot. Uh, still Kaya Risher and Hannah Ramsey and goal did make some good saves here and there, but UMBC just proved to be too much for our lacrosse team, Drew. Yeah, too much offensively and um, maybe just got to clean things up defensively here. But uh, that's just a game on <clears throat> on the schedule that you just forget. And uh, you move on to the next one, Dan. And we as well will move on to the next one, uh, which was men's basketball. But let's let's go men's lacrosse because they also happened that day. And then we'll finish the Saturday with, with men's basketball, America's Championship. 
That's right, Drew. So men's lacrosse was at Lowell in Massachusetts to take on UMass Lowell, who coincidentally we were playing in men's basketball that day, taking on the Riverhawks at Cushing Field in Lowell, Massachusetts, and they fell 12 to 10 to the Riverhawks as well. The Hawks were going out to an early lead, took the lead going into the halftime break, but UMass Lowell would take advantage of a 5-0 run to start the fourth quarter, and that was just too much for Hartford to come back from. They did score the next two goals, but it was just too much, that 5-0 run. The Hawks just couldn't come back from that. Yeah. We had Anthony Saracolo scoring his first career hat trick, and we had Braden McCurcher also netting double figures for the second game in a row. So still some bright spots, but this is a tough loss for the Hawks. Uh, I, I would agree there, Dan. You know, we had a five-goal run earlier in, in, in between the first and second quarters um, and, and kind of started to build a lead there. But UMass Lowell coming back, and like you said, that five-goal, you know, when you're going into the fourth quarter up one, you like to, you know, think that, okay, you're in a good spot here and let's let's continue to build on that. So to have a five-goal swing like that to UMass Lowell, that, that hurts – uh, putting yourself then down four goals, just too much to overcome. I mean, still lots of fight uh, in this men's lacrosse team, though, uh, coming back with with two goals there to finish, get within two. Uh, but, you know, as they say, too little, too late. So tough loss there. Um, they showed some fight, but it's just, yeah, that five goal start to the fourth quarter just just ends up being the difference maker in that game. Yeah, but I think they can still take a lot from this game. It's definitely a learning experience for them going forward. Some some people might say this is a loss they needed to, you know, maybe not get as comfortable when they get a lead and so they can buckle down defensively and hold on to these leads when they get them, but also know how to respond back. That Those two goals at the end was proof that the team didn't give up. They tried to fight back, and that's always encouraging to see. Yep, it's all about how you respond, Dan. Um, and so – we wanted to then see, let's go into men's basketball here, how the men's basketball team was going to respond to finally getting to play this America East championship game that they had so long waited for and getting to host it, Dan, was all the more special. It was, Drew. It was a great atmosphere in there. I know we had no fans in there, but I remember when I walked into that arena to work the game that day, it was incredible. You know, the ESPN production crew in there, everything going on, everybody from the conference was setting everything up. It was just a great, it was a great thing to be a part of, Drew. I know that was our third championship game. We have now worked together and we finally got a win under our belt. Oh, we, got a w. we finally got a win. <laughs> but uh, Drew, let's let's talk about the actual game itself. Let's talk about how we became the 2021 America East champions. And Drew, the first half, um, first half a little sloppy. You could tell this was a little bit of nerves getting in to both teams. We took a 23 to 18 lead going into halftime. Neither team really shooting the ball well to start, but. It's a championship game. You're nervous. It's just who can control their nerves the best, and that's what Hartford did. We outlined two players to stop in the pregame show that we did, Drew, and yes. that's exactly what Hartford did. We limited Obadiah Noel to 15 points on 5 of 15 shooting, and Connor Withers, 9 points. He only made 1-3 all game. He was 1 of 7 from beyond the arc. So we limited UMass Lowell. They were the best three-point shooting team in the league, and we limited them to just seven made threes and 20% shooting. So defensively, we were just unstoppable. We contained them. We contained their best players, and we did not give them a chance in this game, Drew. But tell us a little bit about our team and our offense in this game. Yeah, I mean, Dan, I, I just want to go off that point. Nine threes for Withers in the previous game, right? A record, and and then one in the championship game. So you talk about the Hawks not shooting the ball well, especially in the first half. 
but they were able to stay in it uh, and help themselves out because of how they played defensively in that one. But offensively, Dan, we did pick it up in that second half to pull away uh, and win this one. And, you know, Austin Williams leading the way with 20 points, followed by Tracy Carter with 16. And, hey, we talked about X-Factors in that pregame show, Dan. I went Hunter Marks. Hunter Marks, 14 points in that one, uh, six rebounds. He had a game, and uh, I think, Dan, he was he was an X-Factor. I, I told you when Hunter Marks has a good game, the Hartford Hawks have a good game. And I'm going to keep saying that, including against Baylor tomorrow. X-Factor, Hunter Marks, Dan. Yeah, he's definitely a player to watch. He's kind of an under-the-radar player for the Hawks. He comes right. up with he comes up with very timely shots and he just mm-hmm. drains them and he's great. My X Factor, unfortunately, DJ Mitchell didn't have the best shooting game, but that's gonna happen. You're gonna have a down game. Hopefully he brings it back up. It can bring a three-point fire, like pretty much a three-point powerhouse to this Hawks team going up against the one of the best three-point shooting teams mm-hmm. in the entire country tomorrow. But more about this championship game. Austin Williams, after his dominating performance, was named the America East Championship's most outstanding player. We had Tracy Carter and Hunter Marks joining Williams on the all-championship team. And Hunter Marks as well, getting it done in the classroom, he won the America East Elite 18 award, mm-hmm. which is given to the um, – participant in the championship game who has the highest GPA. So congratulations to Hunter being named to the all tournament team and the elite 18 award recipient. Congratulations to Tracy Carter being on the all tournament team and as well as Austin Williams being named the most valuable player, most outstanding player. Yeah. And last thing I want to point out, Dan, you know, we had three, three pointers made in that game, just three, right? We did it by driving to the basket, getting fouled, getting to the line taking it to UMass, Lowell, Stoffel getting in there with 10 points. I mean, basically tough shooting in the first half, but in the second half, we really, we just took it to them and and we didn't, like we've seen them before, sometimes just continue to throw up the threes. I I think that they learned this time. They made that adjustment in the second half and they just took it to UMass, Lowell. And yes, Hartford Hawks, Dan, men's basketball, 2021 America East champions, uh, 16 seed in the South region against Baylor. And we'll get into that in our previews later, but uh, congrats of course to them and to coach gal and, and just the excitement. And Dan, you mentioned it. We thought maybe we were the, the bad luck. Owen um, two in covering championship games going into this one. We're now one and two. So that's uh, that's encouraging for future championship games to cover. I'm not going to be worried that I am, the reason, yes. even though in that first half, I felt like I kept like getting film of missed shots and I had to stop filming Hartford Hawks fans. I, I stopped filming, you know, and getting content so that we could, we could figure things out. And, and we did, I went into my office and then I come back out and all of a sudden we're up by 13. So honestly, I still kind of think it's me. I think I'm bad luck. It's, it's okay, Drew. You know, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we, we still won. Do, doesn't matter. Correct. But, correct. Yeah. But anyway, let's get on to Sunday now where we had two women's volleyball games as women's volleyball opened up their season as well as a men's soccer game. But let's start with the women's volleyball doubleheader, Drew. And in game one, taken on the NJIT Highlanders and the Hawks came away with a dominating three set sweep. They took the first set 25-15, second set 25-12. Then the third set was a little bit closer, but they still came away with a 25-22 victory in that. Abby Nash led the game with 15, uh, led the match with 15 kills. Then we had Uzi Ajoma, 
Then Freshman with a great debut game, 10 kills of her own. Megan Anderson with 37 assists. And then Alex Lucero leading the way with a team high 10 digs as Hartford starting their season great in game one of a doubleheader with a three-set sweep. Yeah, it was just Hartford volleyball, man, right? Went to the championship the last time out. They came back and everybody's been talking about, you know, how are you going to replace Jenna Bridges? How are you going to replace Jenna Bridges? And and Coach uh, Vin Wynn has been just talking about, well, she's a great player and and you hate losing a player like that. But they got a lot of other players on this team. And we, we saw that uh, as well as some freshmen stepping up and, and, and first performers. And you talked about Uzi. Um, just a great all-around team performance and a great uh, start to the season in game one, getting that that three-game three sweep, three-set sweep, right, uh, in the opening match. And and they carried that into the second one of the doubleheader, Dan. They did the exact same thing. They swept them again, 3-0. Uh, another great performance, taking the first set 25-21, this time a little closer, and then 25-19 and 25-20 to finish out the sweep. And 6-0 and in sets on the day, Dan. That's right, Drew. In that second match, Abby Nash again leading the way with 17 kills. Uzi Ajoma with 12 kills of her own. And then we had some of the other freshmen. Kaylee Fitzgerald led the way with four service aces, as well as a team-high 14 digs. And then we had another freshman, McKenna Ricebig, who had three blocks on the day to lead the Hawks. So they were showing that the veterans are getting it done, but also this incoming crew, uh, group of freshmen is incredible, Drew. They're going to be one to watch out for for the next four years we have them here at Hartford. And they're showing that, you know, last season wasn't just a fluke, man. They're, this is a very good team that's going to challenge for the America East Championship this season. Yeah, this is a program that Ben Wynn is, is building and, and uh, starting to build that foundation where you can just start bringing in players after players and people are stepping up and this is going to be an exciting team to watch. And and to add to your point there, Kaylee Fitzgerald with four aces. I When I watch the game, it looks like whatever she does with her, her serve, it kind of almost maybe knuckles a little bit. It just kind of like freaks out the other team. So uh, something to watch going forward for, for many more aces to come. But uh, mm-hmm. great performance. Great performance on a great way to open it up. Uh, good start for Vin Win. Uh, his program and, and Hartford women's volleyball. Exactly, Drew. So now the other game on the day was Hartford men's soccer as they took on Binghamton at home, making their Elmar Zook field debut. And it was a nail biter, Drew. 3 2 yes, victory in double overtime. <laughs> Let's talk about how they got there. The Hawks opened the scoring in the 26th minute with a penalty kick by Sergio Martinez. He was fouled inside the box, drew it, stepped up himself, and calmly placed it in the back of the net. However, the Bearcats would take a 2-1 lead in the halftime, scoring within four minutes of halftime. But then it was Nadav Dotner who got on the end of a cutback ball from Sergio Martinez in the 65th minute, slots it home into the back of the net, went into overtime tied, and then Drew Nadav Dotner again steps up from the penalty spot, the second penalty kick for the Hawks on the day, and he just slots it home, calm, cool, collected. In soccer, they like to say cool as a cucumber. Don't know why, but that's just the saying. saying. It's just the saying. saying. But slotted at home, won the game for the Hawks, 3-2 in double overtime, and Drew, what was a – Terrible conditions for a soccer game. It was yeah, windy was, beyond belief. It was. I a- was about to say, Dan. I, you know, so we we had the privilege of, you know, I'm running back and forth between volleyball and soccer, making sure you know fires aren't going and going off in the building. But um, 
we got a chance to really dive into this one. Um, for those that were following men's soccer Twitter, you're welcome. I mean, quality content coming out of the, the men's soccer Twitter there, Dan. But um, Nadav Dotner, remember this guy's name, right? I mean, great player. And as you said, cool as a cucumber, man. Um, it, we talk about those conditions. It was a left to right wind if you're sitting in the press box, right? And, and your view from home as well wind left to right. And it was just pushing the ball, pushing the ball. And it's really tough when you're defending on that right side. I mean, it seems like the ball's always in your end. And that's almost what I kind of think helped Binghamton get that two goal stretch there to finish out the first half to take the lead is the ball was just pushing and pushing to that end. But Hartford, I think the team in general stayed cool, calm and collected Dan uh, in that second half, pushing and pushing, using the wind to their advantage this time in the second half. Adav Dotner getting that nice goal to tie. Great goal, but hey, an even better setup by Sergi Martinez. Unbelievable uh, to tie that game. And then, of course, you get that that penalty kick in overtime, and you can't miss those, and Adav Dotner does not. This was a great game all around, back and forth. Uh, as Coach Portress said, though, it, from a technical standpoint and from a soccer standpoint, really wasn't a great game. But these are wins that you – take you, you exactly. always take wins exactly these are the wins that you need to take it doesn't matter how you get the three points Drew. it's just that you got them and for nadav's two goal effort he was rewarded with the america east offensive player of the week so congratulations to yep. him uh, unfortunately their game tomorrow had to be postponed so we will not see them back in action until next week drew correct but hey off to a good start though in the meantime and kind of in the driver's seat right now in terms of how those pods work uh, for men's soccer. So uh, Hartford men's soccer just got to stay on it. And uh, next time out, uh, we'll, we can't wait to see him back out there. So Dan, we got one more sport to finish on, on that Sunday. Well, as actually it was, it was on the Monday. Oh, Monday, it was on Monday. Monday. It's my it was fault. Monday. My fault for the nope. notes now putting it on You're Monday. Good. But You're good. <laughs> so we had women's golf starting their season last week. This week it was men's golf opening up their season at the St. Peter's Invitational in the uh, at the Fox Hollows Golf Club in New Jersey. They tied for fourth place on the day, led by graduate student Elias Gross and senior Matthew Schwab. They shot a three over for a score of seventy three, tying for sixth place in the individual standings so fourth tied for fourth place as a team and then we had gross and schwab tying for six individually yep uh, plenty more golf matches to come as 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 we look at the schedule so you know starting out the season we've talked about this we talked about this last time with women's golf you know conditions are you know whatever they're they're not the best just getting out there getting to play those rounds and get get a couple rounds under your belt uh, i think is what to take away to start um so good start to the season, looking to improve, looking to uh, continue to build upon um, their opening performance here. Uh, I know I, I need some some more golf weather, though. We had a little bit last week, but I need, I need it more frequently here, Dan. Hey, Dan, did I lose you? Welcome back, Dan. Uh, lost you there for a minute, sure. but hey, you know, internet is... Not the easiest thing in the world. It gets tricky sometimes, Dan. But, hey, con congrats to men's golf kicking off the season. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, many more matches to come in the future. But, Dan, let's get into Wednesday. Now that we got you back, we, we thought we lost you there for a good long while. Uh, it's, it's it's all right. You know, you got to – it's the difficulties of working from home. You know, technology can yeah. be a you pain gotta in roll, the ass. 
you got to roll with the punches there, Dan. Exactly, Drew. Um, so let's roll into Wednesday. We had a uh, unconventional weekday game. This was rescheduled due to COVID earlier in the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Women's volleyball going against Binghamton at home and closing out their home slate already. Yeah, that's right, Drew. So doubleheader against Binghamton. And in this game, we had Maddie Lindsay, the reigning America East Rookie of the Year, showing why she earned that accolade last season. She had a slow start to the season uh, against NJIT, but she made up for it against Binghamton. Combined for 44 kills on the day, she had 21 in the game one win, which was a three-set sweep. And then in game two, she had 23 kills in what was a three-to-one win for the Hawks, Drew. So they're starting 4-0 on the year, 4-0 in conference play. And again, Drew, just this team looks great. Good crop of incoming freshmen, but the returners have also been dominant. Abby Nash was key against Binghamton, too. 22 kills in the second match, 17 kills in the first match. So just incredible performance from our volleyball team against Binghamton as they started their season undefeated 4-0. Yeah, I agree, Dan. Um, they, they looked good again. They did drop their first set of the season. Oh, no, doesn't matter. They won 3-1 in that second uh, game. So, like you said, 4-0 start, great start for Hartford women's volleyball. Uh, you mentioned Mad- Maddie Lindsay being back. Don't know exact details, whether it was an injury or what, but um, was not, you know, present in, in NJIT. I don't even know if she she got any any playing time, but uh, I know Coach Vin Wynn had talked about her being back for this Binghamton series, and mm-hmm. clearly you're seeing that with her, they 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 beat NJIT no problem without her. Now they get her back. Now they're an even better team. So it's going to be a fun team to watch. Um, no more home games though, so can't be watching them on AETV. But we'll uh, we'll be watching from afar, and hopefully a good season and uh, maybe another trip back to the American East Championship. That's right, true. That's the hope. So with that, that finishes our recaps, Dan. And now we get into preview time, which is exciting. We love previewing stuff. Uh, we mentioned our post or not our post game, our our pregame show we did before the American East Championship game. We're planning on doing one again tomorrow for the game. And when I say the game, Dan, I'm talking about the game. Three thirty on True TV tomorrow. You can catch. Hartford men's basketball, the 16th seed of the South region, taking on the one-seeded Baylor Bears. Dan, this is a big matchup, and no one is giving us a chance. I was looking. I've been doing my research, Dan. ESPN gives us a 2.2% chance to win. Uh, We are a 26-point underdog, but people seem to be forgetting about not only Hartford, but also the America East. Just a couple of years ago, UMBC did this very thing. So I don't know, Dan. I think I think we're getting sadly overlooked here. I think we are getting overlooked, Drew, but I, you know, I have to play some devil's advocate here. And I can't blame the experts for not thinking we could pull off this upset. Baylor, one of the best teams in the nation as a one seed, the odds are always slim to take down as a 16 seed. But like you said, Drew. We're no strangers to this. Even though we didn't do it ourselves, one of our conference mates, UMBC, did the exact same thing against what was the top seed overall against Virginia when they were able to become the first men's basketball team 16 seed to take down a one seed, Drew. So it could happen. There's a chance. You said no one's given us a chance, but that 2% chance, that, that's a chance. That, that is a chance. You're How many times me- can I say... 
How many times can I say chance in a five second span? I don't know, Dan, but hey, you're telling me there's a chance. Yes. And that's all we need is a chance. Um, we obviously, you know, are excited about this game and watching it. And we do know, obviously, nobody, like, let's be real here. Like, it, it is a tall task uh, to be playing this Baylor Bears team. Um, but, you know, that that's the beauty of March Madness. And that's what you love. Like, you love playing those top teams. I, I remember uh, back in my baseball days here when we played number one uh, Oregon State. Like, that's mm-hmm. you love those challenges and you love – the ability to get, just get that opportunity, right? That's all you ask for in life is these opportunities. Uh, and we're going to, we're excited to see what Hard for Men's Basketball does with it. Um, yeah. As we said, True TV, uh, tomorrow, 3.30, uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, South Court, Dan. Um, yes. And hey, winner of this gets either Wisconsin or, or, or North Carolina in that second round. So, you know, maybe it's the Hartford Hawks. We'll see. Uh, Austin Williams and Tracy Carter obviously need to be themselves. But as, hey, as we talked about, we'll talk about this more on the pregame show tomorrow. Uh, Hunter Marks, X Factor. But uh, we got a lot more to preview in this, Dan. So we, uh, for, for the fans there, you know, just previewing this, putting this out there. But we will be doing a pregame show tomorrow. So you'll get a very in-depth, more um, – pregame show type feel about that game tomorrow uh on uh, I, I believe we're going to try and go facebook live again here Dan. maybe we'll see we'll figure it out we have to talk about it yeah well we, we have to yeah we'll, we'll talk about it and uh just be paying attention to social media as, as you should be already because our team down there in indianapolis getting you some great content but we're excited about this game dan that's right drew we are so now let's get into a season preview a quick season preview to continue on with this section of the podcast and that is baseball. Baseball opens up their 2021 regular season with a doubleheader against Binghamton on Saturday at Fiendella Field. First game starts at 12 p.m. And just so you guys are aware how these doubleheader works, Drew, as you put brilliantly in the notes with your JUCO background as a college baseball player. Correct. It is a seven inning first game followed by a traditional nine inning game in the second one. So you play a seven inning game first and then a nine inning game the second time. Unless that first in first game goes to extras, then the second game becomes a seven inning. Yes, Dan, but I do need to say this for everybody. I was talking to uh, Coach Justin Blood yesterday, and actually I put in our notes here, for those that don't know what Dan's talking about, I put like JUCO, because being a junior college guy, this is how uh, our conference worked. It was a seven and then a nine, doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday. The way it's working this year is – that seven inning, it, it doesn't just have to go to extras for eight innings like junior college. It actually has to go nine innings. So, for instance, Dan, if the first game goes eight innings, that second one's still going to be a nine. The only way the second game changes to a seven is if that first game goes nine innings or more uh, of an extra inning game. So a little little different there, uh, something to be of note, but that's how it's going to be working. Doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday, lots of baseball. Um for the whole weekend. I mean, you just like, it's, it's going to be great. I I'm excited about it, Dan, but let's preview them. Right. We've previewed all the teams mm-hmm. that have played so far up to this point. So now it's baseball's turn here. Uh, so we're going to get into this. And of course they return um, two great pitchers that I myself have the experience of catching both uh, Nick Domkowski and Nathan Florence Florence coming off of an injury last year. 
um, showed some promise, but didn't really get like a full season back under his belt. And Nick Domkowski returned to his old form. Um, he was definitely uh, the Nick Domkowski I'm used to seeing from back in 2018. Uh, so we're excited to see if he can be uh, that, that pitcher of the year candidate once again. Uh, Dan, you're, you're frozen here. I can't tell if I lost you yet again. I think I did, but you're coming back on and, and that's always a good sign. Do we, do we have audio here, Dan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, Hey, you're fine. I, I was talking to, I was rambling about Nick Domkowski. So nobody even knew that Dan just disappeared in the middle of that. But um, Dan, all I was saying was that Nick Domkowski returning to uh, pitcher of the year form uh, in the America East last year, like he was in 2018. Um, so you got him and Florence, they're both looking to be the seven inning guys to kind of, you know, mm -hmm. go that complete game. So you don't have to get into the bullpen. Uh, and then Ken Turner, exciting, uh, player was drafted, um, out of high school said, nah, I'd rather go to the university of Hartford play for coach Justin blood. Great decision. And he is going to be a huge piece to the puzzle in the rotation for them. Still figuring out that four starter looking like Tim Blaisdell right now, but that's kind of how the rotation is looking for uh, baseball um, position player wise. Dan, what I gathered from coach blood is that they, they got some veterans on this team that they're going to look to early um, to kind of show them the ropes, but a lot of freshmen and young talent that they're very excited about lots of guys that have been stepping up. Um, so that's just kind of the message I got from him, you know, veterans mm -hmm. go first. And then from there, I mean, I think what you always want in a, in, in any sport is you want good starters, but you want backups that are going to challenge those starters, right? You want challenges and competition on your team. Uh, it brings the best out of everybody. And I think that's what you got here. This baseball team is going to be very exciting to watch. Very exciting to call. Um, I might get the opportunity here and there when I'm not uh, being Taylor Wink for a day. I might get to <laughs> hop on with uh, Jeff Dooley. Jeff Dooley is going to be calling our games on America East TV, so you can catch us there every weekend, every game, every home game, America East TV. Just click on the video link in the schedule on HartfordHawks.com, uh, and, and we'll take you right to it. But, Dan, um, only thing I'll say position player wise to look out for here, uh, Zach Ardito, he, he is making the move to shortstop. All right. He was the third baseman uh, for the last couple of years. He's making the move to shortstop and just kind of being the leader and the quarterback on that infield, according to coach blood. Uh, and then Drew DiMartino in, in my eyes and in, in playing with this guy, you know, he's a great player, but he's a postseason hero. He's, he's like a Mr. October. He saved us in 2018 did a little bit of it in 2019. We'll see if he can do it again here in 2021. Uh, but as a whole, Hartford uh, baseball going to be fun to watch this year. So you can catch him on America East TV and you can catch him this weekend opening up at home against the Binghamton Bearcats at 12 p.m. doubleheader on Saturday. And then also again on Sunday, doubleheader at 12 p.m. So that does that for baseball for the weekend. And so then also on that Saturday, as we revert back to Saturday, Dan, we got uh, men's lacrosse is at home as well at 12 p.m. Uh, same time as baseball will also be on AETV uh, against the UMBC Retrievers, Dan. And then women's lax is later 
uh, that day, 5 p.m. at UMass Lowell. So two games to look at there uh, on Saturday. And then on Sunday to join that baseball doubleheader we already talked about, Dan, we got women's volleyball. Um, they're in kind of a pod type deal at, uh, at Albany. Um, they'll be playing Stony Brook and U Albany uh, in two different matches at uh, the Albany Great Danes. So kind of a three-team almost tournament type deal out there. Um, but, but, you know, closing out there, Dan, that, that, that does it for our previews. We know you've been having internet issues. I mean, it's just been a week, Dan. It has been. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a week. It's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy two weeks, really. So, you know, hopefully things get figured out for next week's episode when we're going to have just as much, if not more, that we need to cover, Drew. Correct. And again, look out uh, on social media for our pregame show tomorrow for the Hartford Baylor men's basketball NCAA tournament first round matchup round of 64. Um, We'll be bringing that. And then, yes, the talk show again, as always, we'll return next week and hopefully return without Internet uh, connection issues to where we have to have you call in on the phone to finish this out, Dan. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry about that, Drew. There's nothing I can do, unfortunately. Just, I've been having issues all week with my internet randomly going out. You know, just it, it doesn't even tell me what it wants to. It just does, and it's like, figure it out yourself, what to do from here. But with that being said, make sure to watch our men's basketball team tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. on True TV. Make sure to watch our lacrosse teams on Saturday, volleyball teams on Sunday. And, you know, just we hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy, and most importantly, Drew, go Hawks.